What's up, Lamb Fam? Welcome back to the Life After Miscarriage podcast, where we unapologetically chat the ins and outs of what life is actually like after miscarriage. I'm your host, Shelly Metling, and with four angel babies myself and one rainbow baby here on earth, I have created a platform for you guys to share your stories. So sit back, relax, get ready to relate, laugh, and cry as we get real on what life is actually like after miscarriage in the 21st century. Hello, everyone. We have Bridget Holbrook on today's episode. I'm so excited to get to know a little bit more about her. Bridget, I'm just going to toss it at you. Start wherever you'd like. All right. Sounds good. Um, I think I wanted to start out by saying thank you. I know that you've probably been told this over and over again, but um, it just has been so helpful throughout this whole journey for myself to have felt like I had somewhere that I could go to where all of these women could share their stories. And it's helpful for me to share my story too. Um, I don't want to get emotional. Um, (laughs) But it's just been, it feels so supportive to know that you're not alone, to know that there's people there. And it just really helped me to get through it. So I just really want to say thank you for doing this. Oh, well, I appreciate that. And I'm just so happy that the podcast found you and it's finding everybody else who's listening. So it's just been awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I, I almost feel like I've kind of gotten addicted to it now, um, yeah. <laughs> where like, you know, I'm at a point where I, I don't necessarily need it as deeply as I needed it maybe a year or a year and a half ago, but it just, it's just still such a good thing to listen to that I just still find myself listening to it all the time. <laughs> I know. Don't you always feel weird? you like, I, I like to hear about people's miscarriages. <laughs> like, sometimes yeah. they're just like, I feel like that is, is really wrong, but <laughs> I know, like, but I'm, I'm just still like, <laughs> and you want to hear, you want to hear the end. You want to know, okay, yeah. what are they doing? How are they doing? How are things going? Like you're just sitting there like wanting to know how everything is going. So yeah. Thank for you sure. for doing this. Oh, well, I appreciate it. Um, so I'll just kind of start from the top, I think, I guess, just a little bit about myself. Um, I'm 28. My husband and I are actually high school sweethearts. Um, I was thinking now we've been together almost 11 years. Um, and we got married in September of 2016. Um, so when we were 24. Uh, and my husband, he... He's so sweet. He's going to be a great dad. Um, He has wanted to have kids, I think, since the day we got married. Um, But he just, he's very relaxed and go with the flow. And um, we had some conversations shortly after we got married about, you know, when do we want to start a family and how's that going to look and all that kind of stuff. Um, I originally thought I didn't want to have kids till I was maybe in my 30s. (laughs) So I thought, you know, let's just spend our 20s traveling. And we had just bought a new house and we got a new dog. And I just thought, let's, you know, take some time just to be a couple and to enjoy all this stuff. Um, So I think he was a little bit, a little bit sad, maybe that we were going to wait a little while, but he was really great about it. Um, So a couple years went by and I mean, we got settled in our house and we got settled with our dog and we did a bunch of traveling and I don't know what happened, but all of a sudden baby fever just hit me really hard. Um, And I just decided, you know, let's just start trying now. And I think we were 27 at the time because this was 
getting my dates mixed up. I think it was September, like the fall-ish of 2018. It's about a year and a half ago now. Um, I had said, let's just, let's, you know, stop with protection and just see what happens. Um, I had been on birth control for a while. So, you know, I had thought, well, it might take a little while for stuff to get back on track and let's just see how it goes. So we had stopped, I stopped birth control September of 2018. Um, and then I didn't get my period for a little while. And I just thought, you know, I've been on birth control. It's going to take a little while for it to come back. Um, I didn't really think a whole lot of it. So every month would go by and I'd take pregnancy tests because I'm like, well, do I not have a period because I'm pregnant or do I just not have a period because my body is just still trying to figure itself out? Um, and I was not pregnant. I wasn't pregnant, wasn't pregnant. I was doing those over-the-counter ovulation kits too. Um, I just bought a bunch of them from Amazon, like those cheap little ones. And they are a little bit more confusing <laughs> to use than I thought they were going to be. Um, so later on in the process, I ended up getting like the more obvious ones where they, they tell you yes or no, as opposed to trying to read the little lines and stuff on there. Um, but I think it was early December, I finally had some, I mean, you probably should have, I probably should have thought of it as spotting, but I just called it a period because I finally had bleeding of some kind after I think three months. Um, and it didn't last very long. It was maybe a day or two, but I thought, okay, maybe this is just my first period. My body is just still figuring itself out for birth control. I didn't really know what to think, but I just chalked it up as a period. Sorry to interrupt today's episode, but as you guys know, my bigger picture with this lamb podcast and community is to be able to pay it forward to multiple gals who are still in the trenches of the lamb life. IVF and adoption is expensive. There are so many of us that have no other option but to go this route. I personally take 10% of any income I make off of the lamb platform and I put it towards an IVF and adoption giveaway fund. We are so dang close to our first goal of doing a $500 giveaway over on my Instagram page. And I figured one way for y'all to help out is to get your hands on some lamb merch. If you are interested in lamb merch, of course. We now have sweatshirts, t-shirts, tank tops, and coffee mugs available for purchase. Check them out using the links in the description of this episode. 100% of the profits go straight into the lamb giveaway fund. Let's do this, babes. Okay, now let's get back into today's episode. Um, and then a couple weeks went by and I just wasn't feeling super great. I was nauseous a lot. There were a couple times where I actually woke up um, in the mornings, but also like in the middle of the night and I would be sick, like vomiting. Um, but it was the holidays and I just, I mean, looking back on it now, it sounds really dumb. Um, but I mean, at the time I just, I don't know, I just thought like I was eating a bunch of junk food and I was just drinking more than I normally do. And I just thought like my stomach was upset from all the holiday stuff. But then, um, now this had been probably a couple of weeks now, I started to have some spotting again. And I thought, well, that's weird. Why am I having spotting two weeks in a row? And I don't know why, but this light bulb just clicked like, okay, you've been feeling sick. You've been puking. 
you have this weird spotting that's happening, maybe you're pregnant. Um, and this was now right before Christmas. And I decided to take a pregnancy test. And of course, it was positive. Um, so there was this very brief period where I felt super excited about being pregnant. And then I remembered, okay, you're bleeding though. That's probably not a wonderful sign. Um, I work in healthcare, so I have a little bit more knowledge than maybe someone without medical background to know that, you know, early pregnancy, there's a higher risk of things not going well. And um, I just kind of thought the worst, which is maybe not the best to be doing, but I was trying to guard myself, I think. Um, so one of my coworkers had put in some lab orders for me and they said, let's check your HCG today. If you're continuing to spot or bleed, we should recheck your HCG again in a couple days and let's just see what's going on. So of course now this was gonna be the weekend of Christmas and I was like, I can't, I can't wait all weekend without having this checked because I mean, it's only two days. I mean, you know this, you've done it way too many times, but those two days are like the longest two days of waiting ever. Um, and so I had it done on the weekend. I ended up just having to go to the emergency room and just told them I have some blood work that needs to be done. Can I just have my blood drawn? And that's all I need. So we did that. And then that was literally on our way to a Christmas party. Um, we had like three Christmas parties that weekend. And I remember pulling into the driveway at the party and I got the call um, that it was definitely a miscarriage. And, oh, sorry. Um, and, you know, you, I thought I was doing a really good job of guarding myself and of telling myself this is probably not going to work. You know, you're, you're still spotting. This is probably not a good sign. But then there was still this little part of my brain that was thinking, well, you don't have any pain with it. And maybe it's implantation bleeding. Like there's just this part of your brain that just still tries to desperately hold on. So of course I'm in the driveway now of this party and everybody sees us pull in because we have to drive by the living room to get to their house or to get to their um, driveway. So we have to go in and I'm trying to fix my makeup in the car and just trying to pretend like everything's fine. And I know that just from listening to other people's stories, I'm not alone in this where holidays or any family get togethers, they all love to ask those questions. You know, you've been married for a couple years. When are you going to have a baby? You know, when are you going to make a family? Why aren't you guys pregnant yet? So that was Christmas of 2018. Um, and I normally very, very much love Christmas. And I was really, really excited for that holiday season to be over. Um, I mean, I know people mean well when they're asking these questions and they're just trying to make conversation and things like that. But at the time, it just felt like they were just jabbing me because I just desperately wanted to say, yeah, I'm actually pregnant right now. But it's not working. I'm having a miscarriage, but I mean, you can't say those things. People don't, 
people don't really want to hear those things at a holiday party. Um, so we went back to my OBGYN after the holidays and he had recommended that we just wait until I get my period again. Um, and then we could start trying after that. He, I mean, he had told us you could start trying, you know, once the bleeding is done, if you want to, but he had recommended just because I was on birth control and then we got pregnant so quickly, um, just to try to give my body a cycle to just reset itself, um, before we started trying again. So I was fine with that. I mean, I figured it wouldn't, you know, be a couple of weeks or whatever until I got my period and we could just start over and it would give me some time just to try to relax and, you know, reset myself emotionally too. Um, so that was January of 2019. Um, I didn't get a period. And then February of 2019, still didn't have a period. Um, March came around and I still didn't have a period. And so it was kind of, it felt like how it was back in the fall too, where I just kept taking pregnancy tests every month. Um, you know, cause I just thought, why am I not getting my period? Um, so I went back to my OB in March and I was a little bit nervous that it was something to do with the miscarriage. Like maybe I hadn't completely miscarried or, you know, something was going on that was, you know, still delaying my period. Um, but everything looked fine. My HCG levels were back to normal, non-pregnant levels. So they did a bunch of testing. I had multiple ultrasounds done. I had tons of lab work done. Um, and then they basically came to the conclusion that I had PCOS or polycystic ovarian syndrome. Um, it's, I'll, I'm not sure if you guys, if you know a whole lot about it or not, but basically um, it's where like the brain and the ovaries, they're trying to send signals to each other, you know, to try to keep hormones balanced and that kind of stuff. Um, and with PCOS, your brain and your ovaries just aren't, not signaling correctly to each other. Um, so he had explained it to me that, you know, when you got pregnant in the fall, you probably just got lucky that you did ovulate once and you got pregnant. And unfortunately, for whatever reason, you miscarried. Um, we were, I was only six weeks along with that miscarriage. So we didn't, there was no testing or anything that we did to try to figure out why we miscarried. He just said, statistically speaking, it's probably, you know, there was a genetic abnormality with the baby and, uh, you know, it never was really going to work out. Um, so this was maybe April now of 2019. And he had said, why don't we try to put you on some medicine to see if we can help you to get pregnant again? Because he said with the PCOS, it's probably going to be difficult for you to get pregnant again, um, or it's going to take longer for you to try to get pregnant again on your own without it, since your periods are so irregular. So we did a couple months of medicine. It was just pills and stuff that I had to be on. Um, 
but they are wonderful if you want to gain a lot of weight <laughs> um, and if you want to have horrible skin. Um, but honestly, I didn't really care because I just wanted to be pregnant again so badly. Um, so we did that for a couple months and nothing was working. Each month went by and I still wasn't pregnant. And finally, it was the end of summer. It was August. And that was, our baby was actually supposed to be due on August 19th of 2019. So in August, um, it was just, it was a month that I was really dreading and I was really trying to be hopeful that I would at least be pregnant again by then to just have something positive to try to look forward to, to get me through that hard time. And we weren't pregnant still. So we ended up seeing a reproductive endocrinologist or an RE because I just wanted to know where else can we go from here. Because um, I think at this point I had done four months of just taking pills and I wasn't getting pregnant. Um, so we went and saw him in August and he did some more testing again. And he said, yeah, you definitely have PCOS. Um, and he had said too, he's like, there's not tons of data about this, but he said, sometimes they wonder with people with PCOS because you just have so many follicles and things, if they're at a higher risk of having miscarriages, um, just because your body is pumping out basically so many eggs that some of the follicles or these eggs maybe aren't as healthy as they should be. He said he wasn't there's not tons of great data on that, but he thought, you know, that might've been why. Um, and you know, that then I could potentially be at a higher risk for miscarriage again, but he, he was really wonderful. Um, he talked us through, you know, all of our options and he said next month, when you come back in September, um, he said, let's do some injectable medications and we'll do IUI. So at this point, um, I just, I guess I felt really discouraged. Um, I was just hoping that, you know, I wouldn't have to do all of these things or have to work so hard to try to get pregnant. I was, when we had the miscarriage, you know, after just trying for a couple of months, I thought, well, we got pregnant really fast. You know, that's a good sign. Hopefully we'll get pregnant again quickly. Um, basically just trying to tell myself anything I could to be positive about the fact that, you know, we were supposed to have a baby in August and we weren't. Um, oh, and I guess kind of going back a little bit, I know, Shelly, you've talked about this too. Um, I actually, at one point, I was getting really, really anxious and really down and I just was not myself anymore that I finally started seeing a therapist and I got put on Zoloft. Um, and I just, I could not imagine having done the rest of this process without it. It was so I helpful. love Zoloft. <laughs> yes. I mean, they, I just looking back at the person I was when I wasn't on Zoloft and when I wasn't seeing the therapist and then the person that I was throughout the rest of the process, it was like night and day. I was this 
I was this crazy person that all I wanted to do was just lay around the house and I just wanted to Google and just like all of these things, everything was just miscarriage and pregnancy and fertility related. And it was just consuming my life. And when I started all those treatments, I just, I felt more like myself again with obviously all this other things that were going on, but I just found myself wanting to do things again and go out with friends and not just lay there and have it consume my life. Um, so that, I don't remember when I started that, but that was throughout some part of the process. Um, and so I'm very, very glad that I did that. Um, but so back to, back to August, we had this appointment with the specialist and then he said, call me in a couple of weeks when, um, you get your period and we'll get you started for some testing and some lab work to get the whole process of IUI started. So now August 19th, 2019 comes around. Um, this was the day that our baby was supposed to be born and I still don't have my period. And I'm like, well, I probably just don't have my period because I'm stressed and emotional and this is a really rough time. And, um, I just thought, you know, I'm going to take a pregnancy test because either, you know, I don't have my period and there's something going on or I'm pregnant, which would be wonderful. But the RE basically had said, like, things don't look good. I'd be surprised if you got pregnant this month. Um, but either way, I needed to at least call him and let him know what was going on so that I could get started with my treatment. So I took a pregnancy test on the day my baby was supposed to be born, and I was freaking pregnant. And I, I took it on those cheapo pregnancy tests again, like all these ones from, I've bought so much stuff from Amazon because I just feel like all I would do for about a year was just pee on sticks. And they're really expensive if you're just getting them at Target or Walgreens or wherever. So I bought the cheapo ones and you could hardly see a line. But at this point, I had peed on so many sticks that I'm like, there's a line there. And my husband was like, mm, I don't see anything. <laughs> I mean, basically telling me, uh, I think you're crazy. But how I'm not say that how out do our husbands not see the damn lines? I don't get it. <laughs> I don't know. I wish I had taken a picture of that one, um, just to see like if it if it actually came up, like if you could see it on a picture or not. So what I ended up doing then, I did have some of the more expensive ones, but I I was trying to save those like in case I actually thought I was pregnant because they're so expensive. Um, so I took one of the more expensive ones and that one definitely had a second line. And I'm like, I come running out and I'm like, see, there's another one on here. I'm not crazy. Um, so that, that whole day, I actually felt really excited. I didn't even feel nervous or worried about having a miscarriage again. Um, and the Zoloft probably <laughs> was helpful for that. Um, but I called my doctor and he said, you know, come in right away. Let's do some blood work. We'll have you come back in in a couple more days and then we'll do some blood work again. Um, and this was all the stuff with my RE at this point now. And my hormone levels were looking really good. And 
I just went basically day by day, just hoping and praying to God that when I'd go to the bathroom and when I'd wipe, there'd be nothing. It would just, you know, I didn't want to see any little twinge of anything. And things went really well. Um, We got to seven weeks and we did an ultrasound and they saw a heartbeat. And I mean, throughout the whole first trimester, I would have days where I didn't worry at all. And then I would have other days where that's all I would do is think about, is this going to end in miscarriage again? And I can't remember what point it was at. I can't remember how many weeks along I was, um, but I woke up one morning, went to the bathroom and had blood when I wiped. And I, I didn't even get like sad or cry or emotional. I just honestly was pissed. I was just so mad. I was like, you've got to be fucking kidding me. And so I called my doctor and I said, because at this point now, maybe I was in my second trimester because at this point now I was transitioned back to my regular OB. So I think I might've been back to that in my second trimester now um, because I called my regular OB and they said, you know, pay attention to it these next couple of days. It could just be a little bit of hemorrhage. Like your ultrasound looked fine. If you're not having pain, if it's just when you wipe, um, just pay attention to it. So all I did that whole weekend was lay on the couch. I didn't move. I didn't do anything. Um, I just tried to rest and just hope to God that the bleeding would stop. And thankfully it did. Um, and now here I am, I'm 24 weeks pregnant. We just had an anatomy scan a couple of weeks ago. And I mean, I just remember the OB kept saying, it's perfect. The ultrasound's perfect. The baby's perfect. Your vitals are perfect. Everything looks perfect. And it just felt so, so good. And I know we still have a long ways to go. Um, but I just, I, I don't know if, I mean, again, if it's the Zoloft and the therapy, um, but into the second trimester now, I feel much more relaxed and we're getting closer to the third trimester and it just feels exciting. Like, I feel like I can finally be excited about the fact that we're going to have a baby in April and we have stuff for the nursery and I made a registry and it just finally feels real, which is really, really exciting. Um, I mean, the whole process was very long, um, but I know other people have a much longer process than that, Um, obviously from listening to your podcast. (laughs) Um, But we're just really, really excited for April. And we just hope that the rest of this goes by perfectly and without any speed bumps and that we have a healthy, happy baby in April. Yay. What's your due date? April what? April 26th. That's my birthday, and I had this weird feeling that your due date was that day. (laughs) Shut up. Oh, my gosh. That's funny. Oh, yeah. That's why I asked. I'm like, I wonder if it's April 26th. (laughs) Oh, yeah. That's my birthday. that's hilarious. That's exciting. that's funny. (laughs) Yeah. I'm, um, I'm actually in one of my friend's wedding two weeks after I'm due 
Oh, goodness. Um, so, yeah. So I'm, I wouldn't mind if the baby maybe came a couple days came early. A little early. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But, um, I mean, she's been really great about it. So we'll Good. just make it work with whatever happens. So Yeah. Oh, how awesome. Thank you so much yeah. for jumping on and sharing your story of hope. We really appreciate it. And I always like to ask at the end of every episode, if you have one piece of advice for somebody in a similar situation, what would it be? Yeah. Um, I think I thought about this a little bit and I have two pieces of advice. Um, one would be just try to take care of yourself, whatever that looks like for you. If you need to go to, you know, the end of the route, like I did of seeing a professional and getting started on medication and doing therapy, or if that looks more so something that you do on your own with meditation or yoga or going for walks or getting a pedicure or massage, whatever it is that you need to do to take care of yourself so that someday when you are a mom, you can be the best version of yourself for that baby. And it took me a while to realize that, that I needed to take care of myself, not only for myself, but I needed to take care of myself for whatever my family was going to look like in the future. Um, the other piece of advice, and some people might do fine with this. Um, so if you're fine with it, that's, that's great. But I did not do very well with just the internet in general. Um, whether it was Googling things and getting into this rabbit hole of what does this mean? What does that mean? Should I look at this? Should I do that? Or whether it was social media, you know, being on Instagram or Facebook and seeing you know, baby announcements and pictures of these beautiful families. And I mean, and that's wonderful. And I, I have nothing against them. I want them to be able to post these things. But for me at the time, I just realized that every time I would see those things, it made me more sad or more anxious, or it just reminded me of all the things that I wanted and didn't have yet. Um, and some people might you know, do totally fine with that. But I got to a point where I realized this is just making me feel worse. I need to just get off of not only social media, but I needed to just get off of the internet really in general and just try to stop Googling everything. I mean, the internet can be your friend or it can be your enemy. And for me, it was definitely my enemy, but just try to do whatever you feel like is best for you just to try to get through the process so that someday when you get to that light at the end of the tunnel, you know, you're going to be a help, healthy, happy mom. Yes, I totally agree. And if somebody wants to reach out to you, where could they do so? Yeah, um, Instagram would be the best way to go about that. Um, I can't even remember how to spell my handle. Do you have it? Yeah, I have it. I think so it's, I'll just link okay. it in the okay. description. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. No worries. All right, um, well, yeah, Gosh, that's just I'm just fine. so happy for you. And thank you so much thank for you. everything. And yeah, we just appreciate you. And I'm excited to keep up with your journey. Keep me posted. And I wish you the best of luck. Thank you. And you too with your pregnancy thank now too. You. I wish you the best of luck. Yes. <laughs> thank you. Thank All you, right, we'll Shelly. Okay, sounds good. Bye. 
Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure you share it with a friend who could find it useful or share it on your Instagram stories. Tag myself, tag my guest so that we can personally thank you. This is a lamb fam, you guys. We're not in this alone. We're creating this ripple effect together. 